All right, don't at me, but the OG awkward black girl is as charming in person as she is on screen. I got Issa Rae on the podcast right after the musical break. Are you still having fun? It's a question that a lot of creatives will ask each other, and it's a question I've been asking among a lot of my friends, uh, other black creatives who got their start around the same time as me. Are you having fun is our way of asking, did you get swallowed up by the machine yet? <laughs> did they suck your joy away? Just like everybody else, black creatives are trying to juggle you know, self-care with uh, doing what we love. And uh, who better to talk about that with me than the fabulous, fabulous Issa Rae? Okay, motherfuckers. I mean, don't at me, listeners. We have a very, very special episode today, okay? She is a culture maker to the max. She is creating and starring in one of the most watched, talked about, and stand HBO series of all time, Insecure. She is also, as if that wasn't enough, the founder of her nonprofit, Issa Rae Presents. I'm just trying to see if I can get you to crack, but you're not. You're like, what the fuck is that? This Issa Rae. Hey. Welcome to the show. Thank I you. just wanted to see like how much I, was I could push I was already it. irritated with the extra yeah. amount of varies. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? I, here's the thing. You, This is what I respect about you because like you're a talent. Whatever. Got it. But you're also like, you're kind of a machine, Issa. Like when I went to your ASIP function. So much fun. There was like a, there was like, you know, someone who like valeted my car. There was somebody who like got me a drink that like escorted me to the backstage. Yes. There were people who were organized correctly into their seats. There was a start. There was a step and repeat. You had an easy way to say goodbye to me. It was like perfect, First right? First of all, that's all team shit. That's team, which you know. That's but here's my shit. question for you. I, I didn't do none of that for you. I just, this is a nondescript <laughs> studio first location. First of all, it was people in my seat. When I, first of all, it was amazing. First people of all, people were in your seat. There's food here, but it's mine. Not for me. <laughs> You've been mixing your oatmeal, and I have been looking at it, and do it looks delicious. you feel disrespected right now? Or? Um, if it were anybody else, mm. I probably would. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm like, this is you, and this is how you roll, so I can't <laughs> feel the way, you know? <laughs> I, I knew what I was walking into. I, I'm inspired by you, though. Like, I'm trying to get on your level in terms of the story around the story, like what pushes that for you? Like, is it really, cause it seems to me like you came up in the community, like, you know, the awkward black girl was such a community effort. Mm-hmm. Like you really like listened to your fans and spoke to them in a very like kind of organic way. Is this like a natural extension of that? Is that like always just been a part of your thing? Is like it has. It's been more my friends. Like mm. you know, it's just been tapping into who's around me a lot because they've been the most honest and the most willing. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and so in that sense, yeah, insecure is definitely an extension of that. There are still so many people who were who've been there since like we're black girl who've been helping me and more people along that route. And that's just how I like to operate. But you forward. even do like. You do so much more than Insecure. First of all, you're like in movies and TV shows and you're like famous or whatever. You're like super famous. But I have to say, I mean, the thing is like you're, I've told you this before, you're a star. So in my opinion, like that's like an innate thing about you, in my opinion. Like as long as you're out here in the world, people are going to want to put you in their things, okay? And give you a platform. But what you don't have to do 
is the nonprofit stuff. You don't have to do like, you know, a sip through like a Patreon account that's mm. like really teaching people how to like come up in the industry. You don't have to have all these other storytellers on deck, you know, with their podcasts, becoming TV shows. Like you don't mm. have to do any of that stuff. And I've heard from so many people, like for real, for real, for real. So many people like, oh, thank God Issa is there. That's or, crazy. Thank God, like, you know, Issa, Issa is a part of this production. Well, you know, I'm, I'm here because of Issa. So. <laughs> like a lot of people, I'm telling you, I've heard that many times from very disparate people. That's okay? amazing. And I, where does that come from? I think wanting those opportunities myself, you know how it's hard to come up just independently is, and not I having nothing those. for anyone. And that <laughs> seems a lot easier. <laughs> like, and even watching you guys, your group, like I'm from LA, but like, you know, and I have my set of friends that are in the, not even in the industry, that are just down. Mm -hmm. But coming up, like after Awkward Black Girl was done, seeing like Lena and Ben and you, like you seeing like the, the movie come about in that way and then going to actually, like I was bummed I couldn't see it at, at Sundance, but when I actually got to see it in theaters, it was just like, I just felt magical and I was like, this mm. is what it should be. Right. And like us helping each other, us making sure that the doors stay open, us educating each other because like otherwise, as you know, like it'll it'll fade. Like it's so disgusting yeah. to see so many like execs are really, really excited about so many black voices yeah. and it's really just about the money and it's about the now and it's like this is people are there are eyeballs. And for me it's like if we don't build our own networks, if we don't build our own communities, then it goes away. And other people own it. Like, yeah. it's so crazy to me that mm -hmm. they have the power to say, yes, okay, black people, we want to hear you now. Mm -hmm. Yes, we want to mm -hmm. hear your stories mm -hmm. now, gay people, because they make money. Yeah. So, and, and we're just going to continue to make money off of that. So I'm just like, I want to build the foundations and I want to build the entities that will be here for a very long time. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to do all that. But, but you do it. But you... Issa, take these nice things. Okay, okay? thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Why did no, I come here? No, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to torture you with uh, really nice Thank things, uh, compliments. But um, but it's it's real though because it's like I don't know. I, with, with bad hair, I was able to have my people on set. Like yeah. we were, there was a group of people who were there just to learn. Like just right. to, just friends of mine. Were like I want to see you put this feature together because I want to do da 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 and I'm working on this. Or there were people who were there because they read a draft of the script and like contributed. And like that felt like the best way to make a movie. And it's fun it's that fun. way. It's fun when you have the people, your people with you. Yeah, it's and they fun. knew we were working. Yeah, that part, yeah, you can't have the, we're at work. the people that's like, ah, we are, no, you can't do that. <laughs> but like the people who know to have fun and also remain professional, is yeah. that's crucial. Like, I remember there was this, uh, we have a friend of ours, Yanni King, who's in the movie. Oh, yes. Love me some Yanni. And she just slayed, she slayed, like, one of her scenes or whatever. And the, the um, you know, the area where everybody's watching the monitors and stuff just burst out into applause oh. for her. Because they, they just, you know what I mean? And, like, that's the kind of thing that doesn't happen on movie sets. But we get to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Because we're at the beginning, you know? And I think that's what's, that's what's so special about it is, like, this feels like the different world days. This yeah. feels like, you know. Mm. Except we're all friends. Well, not we're, all of us, but a lot of us are friends. A lot of us are friends. And, like, back in the day, in the 90s, woo, there was there was a lot of, like, obviously diverse television. But there was 
a lot of those creators, a lot of those showrunners were all about like, there's one spot. Yes. So, I'm sorry, I gotta kick down this ladder. You yeah, know, I'm sorry because so, I can sorry only, about yeah, it. you know, I wish you the best, praise you, but like <laughs> this is on this is my time now. And it's just like we all recognize that there are so many different lanes. There's a lot of room for everybody, and I think that's a significant difference. I also feel like I don't know about you, but I'm definitely as concerned with like my soul and stuff as I am with my career. It's like, I mean, I'm going to ask the question that I told you I was going to ask before mm-hmm. we started recording, which is, are you having fun? Because yeah. that question to me has become the most important question. Mm-hmm. Um, like living a dream that's excruciating. I don't get it. Yeah. It doesn't add up to me. And I, I think I, I, I saw really early on how this could become a like my dream could become something I just would hate. Yeah. If I went the way the industry sort of just wants to kind of put it together for me. So how are you feeling about that? Because you're you're a real busy girl. The answer to that question <laughs> is sometimes. Yeah. You know, I really have to tell myself like like it's not that serious. Mm-hmm. Like we're not I'm not doing rocket science at the end of the day. I'm not saving lives at the end of the day. Nobody's depending on me mm-hmm. and it's not like I don't need to kill myself to make something happen right. and I find different ways to make it fun but there are certain times when I'm just like ugh I don't I don't want to and not I don't want to do this but I just I want to break yeah I want to break and just because it, you can feel like everybody else is working five times harder than you mm-hmm. and in that sense it can get discouraging like damn am i not doing enough like what the fuck okay you feeling that is i feel crazy. that all the time it's like crazy. i'm just not getting enough wow. done and it's such a stupid feeling there's something weird about that feeling when you show up i mean I, i've said this jokingly but i totally meant it where like television can sometimes be like getting beat to death with your own dream mm-hmm. that's also something i might have stolen from you i don't remember there was a that quote was by the way that I stole from you, but I wasn't sure. And in person, we decided Lena told it to a both, but well, it was what? you. It was It me? was you, yeah. What was it? It was the idea that, like, uh, you shouldn't look up, you should look around oh, to build community. Oh, you know what? It was me, but it was by way of Amy and Eobie. Okay. So, okay. We found like, it. everybody stole it. We Great. found, we found mm-hmm. the, the source. But, like, you know, I, I don't know. It really, I did feel like I was getting... There are times when I felt very much beaten to death by my own dream, and that is a worse kind of feeling than just not living your dream. Like, you're living it, and it's not feeling good. Like, that's hard. Do you go to therapy? Oh, yes. I I feel like that's what I need. Because there's also, like, there's a time, like I said, I have a lot of my friends who, bless them, are there, but we're all in different industries, and I feel like there's some things that I can't talk to them about there's some things i can't to talk, talk to anybody about yeah and i just really feel like i need to take that you time you can always talk to me you busy nigga what are you I talking know, about I am busy. but you know what i will say this me and lena both have the same thing because we're both busy we don't get to see each other but we do try to make sure we get a, fo- a call in yeah just to talk that shit that like nobody will under really understand and it'll just kind of sound like Oh, you're complaining about your dream coming I true. I know. But like, but there is a lot to complain about. Yeah. And there's a lot of stress to move through because we're in the business of making our dreams come true, but nobody else that we're in business with is in that business. Yeah, this is very true. They are in a different business. They are in a business that says, you got to churn this motherfucking product out and we got to get people to see it because we got to sell ads around it. We got to sell subscriptions or whatever it may be. That's their business. So... And they're making on my to the dream next. come true don't really come into play when they <laughs> no <laughs> when they you're and you're all about milking me as much as you can yeah. and 
you know, I got to decide if, like, how much milk I'm trying to give. You how know? much milk are you trying to give? And I don't have that much. I'm dry right now. A bitch is on a dry spell. Well, I'm you know off what? season. You, I think you deserve to be, Thank you. my dear, because, hey. like, I was trying to tell you the other day, I had a day, and, you know, this is going to come out during... <laughs> <laughs> the consequences of what I did this other day. Oh. But whatever. I love everyone that's listening and working with me right now. But there was a day recently where I had a lot to do. And mm-hmm. if I didn't do any of it, I wouldn't get into immediate trouble. So I took that day off. Okay. Woo. And I set up in my room and I played Cities, uh, colon, Skyline, everyone, because I'm a fucking nerd. Okay. I played a what video game. Is that? Okay. It doesn't matter, Issa. Do some people enjoy putting a city together and dealing oh, with the, I do. the bureaucratic nightmare of uh, zoning <laughs> industry and, c- and commerce all day? That's what you did till the to remove sunset. <laughs> okay, till the sunset. All right, I dealt with bureaucratic nightmare after bureaucratic nightmare. I built a subway system. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like the new SimCity? Yeah. In Justin Town? This is sad. This turned into a really sad story. I should have had like a train conductor's cap on because I was that kid. I was that dude in the room with his little models. Like that's what I was doing till sunset. (laughs) The fact that I can see it so clearly. (laughs) You can. Me hunched over like, "Mm." (laughs) hmm. See, this, this should be a three-way uh, This is street. not how it goes no. in Justin Town. This highway intersection is a mess. <laughs> no, it's great. Okay, so it's, it's, shout out to City Skylines. So let me tell you what's so cool about this. It actually, like, the traffic in the cities Stop. is accurate. It's, like, completely accurate. So wait, is so Justin the, Town based off of, like, L.A.? Or no. is it just in the terms of the number, the population that you have? It's just like, so right now my population is, like, <laughs> in, it's like, like 100,000, which is a small, big city. Okay? okay. Small, big city. But the game can calculate up to a million citizens daily movements so the traffic buildups in your city are real like there it's like what would happen if it's, this was a city so like you you can see in real time as you like change the streets and stuff like your traffic alleviating or like getting how is better. this not like sim city then it is it is it's just but like it's a, just more accurate it's like a more modern version of it and it took a day away from me and really from you, Lionsgate. <laughs> <laughs> he needed it, Lionsgate. Because I, I bet so you came bad. back stronger. And that's uh, my really. thing. No, not, you didn't. No, I was still thinking about wishing I could do that. But um, I was there. I dedicate a procrastinating day every yeah, single week. Because I just know it's going to happen. And then I feel bad. And I do come back stronger. Like, ooh, I wasted a whole last day. Let me actually do some work. Like, yeah. that's going to be me today. Girl, this I is Saturday. Yesterday. I know, but... It's important, though, because, like, again, I don't know about you, but when I thought maybe I could do this, it was joy is what I thought about. I yeah. thought about, like, how fun it would be to create something and have people see it. And, yeah. and even the hard part, I thought about how fun the hard parts would be, you mm-hmm. know? And if it's not fun, I just don't understand why we're doing it. It's not... So you're not having fun right now? You I just am. had fun. I, I yeah, I am like figuring out how to have fun. Yeah, but it is a it is a process, and it takes time and effort. I what's say, your social percentage? Like, how often? What's your me time? Your like willingly social time? Not uh-huh. like I have to go to these events. Yep. And what's your work? I would say work is like seventy percent of the time. Okay. Me time is 
Well, I'm in a relationship too, so mm. that I gotta divide the yeah, me time. Yeah, you got it by two. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's like couple time and there's me time. So I would say me time is pretty limited. Like just mm. me time. Um, because when I'm free, like I gotta I gotta pour into the relationship, you know, because it's like that gets a little dry as well when you're all, when you're at work all day. Not that kind of dry. Stop being nasty. But like, <laughs> you know, you gotta water the garden or whatever. And oh. um, so, and social wise, you said here's the deal. I'm ex- I am an introvert. You don't go to shit. I am. I too. don't. I don't go to shit. I but am, how do you get away with not going? To I shit? go to the shit that I have to go to. Okay, so there are things coming up, for instance, that I have to go do that I will be at, and I'll go like, I'll occasionally like stop by like a party like you know what i mean but mm-hmm. i don't go out mm-hmm. like that i never I, I i used to do that in my 20s and stuff but i was gay and in los angeles so that ruined that mm-hmm. um so i just really i honestly when i can be in my house like yes, that is such is a vacation a to me it is and that's what i want too like i just want to have a place of just refuge where i'm just like this is my space and I can't, and I get it. I get like, it almost, this, this industry almost makes you more introverted because yeah. when you go out, it is Cause it's like, work. It's work and everybody wants a piece. Well, a cause way. I also think people want you to keep playing the character that they think you are, oh, which I'm curious about. So many people. But yeah, like the different, like I'm like Issa Rae, Issa D, like different people. Mm-hmm. But I imagine, especially with this show, people expect one version of you to show up all the time and i really do say that i just disappoint people because i'm just like you know very stoic just very like chill and like shy so i'm not gonna be able to give you what you want yeah but i'm always obviously grateful to people that come up to me i'm just like sorry i'm not yeah but it's just it's because even this version of me that's talking slightly louder and like engaged and excited i'm not this of course all the time i mean you know what i mean like you be it's tiring but also like it takes a lot of energy to do this like during like for hours at a time Mm -hmm. with several different people and and so like i really do i cherish the alone time and i think i think for me the key was about stop like stop beating myself up for being a human being yeah like sometimes i don't know the answer because you also sometimes i don't want to do shit nobody cares cancel (laughs) yeah i want to oh my god the relief with cancellations. Oh my God, when people tell me they can't make it. Oh my it, God. And I'm so oh sorry. My God. You have to switch this around. It's and, great. Oh, oh so no. and so schedule change. I'm like, oh my God, oh, no. That sucks. I was planning my whole day oh my around God, it. It's so great. So I have to stay home? Because I get ner- I get anxious up until an oh, appointment same. with somebody. <laughs> like, same. But like probably today, you was like, this motherfucker. No, today was good. <laughs> today I was like, oh, this is what's up. Like I'm saying no to everything and this is a highlight. But real shit, like any other meetings that I have, so much so that now I only do, and this is also to focus on writing, I do meetings two days a week. Mm, and that's it. Mm-hmm, Stack mm-hmm. them. Done. Don't have that's to do with them. That's smart. I it's just also, I'm don't a woman. take meetings. Like, did you go through a period of, like, disillusionment? Like, did you have to, like, catch up to this? Like, that, that yeah. you know, that question of, like, I need to be having more fun. I need to be taking time off. Like, did you have a moment? Where... Yeah, this past season, actually. This really? past season was really, really hard. And I think. You know, Prentice and I, Prentice, who uh, is the showrunner at Insecure, he, he's great about being, like, with the writer's room, like, y'all got to live lives. Mm. But we weren't taking that advice. Mm-hmm. So oh, you and him? Yeah. We were yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. And so we didn't get a lot of time off in between seasons. Yeah. And we've been going kind of back to back to back yeah. for three years, yep. four years, really. And so this past season, with we, we just made a lot of changes. We made a lot of 
choices and decisions. And it was just, and then there's also the comfort of mm -hmm. everybody being on a show for three years. Yeah. So it just felt harder to to pull in every single right. area. And it was just a lot. And then I was in it more this season than I've been. And I didn't realize that. Because mm -hmm. um, yeah. I was like, why am I working every day? Why am I in a scene every day? That didn't happen last time. And it was just creative choices that we right. made for the story that I didn't realize at the time. So I was like, I don't, this isn't fun. Right. Like I'm never, I didn't have a weekend off. You oh know? yeah. Cause when you're doing TV, you kind of work, even even when it is cable or Netflix or whatever, you're still working like seven day weeks. You're still working seven day weeks. And also we weren't making our days sometimes. Mm -hmm. So we mm -hmm. still had to come and shoot on certain weekends. Right. Um, and obviously editing and things like that. So it was just like, I can't do this. I'm for a minute. Yeah, yeah, and I and I say I bring all this up because so many people listening, either in the industry or they want to be in the industry, whatever. And it's just to show you, like, it isn't, it, it doesn't look the way you think it will. Mm -mm. And you got to know that going into it because I think you know I feel like the generation before us had to be so excellent, had yeah, to be, had to be so great and had to want it so fucking bad that they could bleed for it mm -hmm. in order to just break through mm -hmm. and thank god we get to stand on some of those achievements because we don't have to do it that way anymore we no. don't have to be whitney houston or michael jackson to like break through like we can actually like take some time off that's real you know it's like and it's a new phase where we get to do that but I think we got to because, you know, that's what white people been doing. And that's why they get to keep going. Keep on going. <laughs> and then even hearing you, like you said, Michael and Whitney and all these people who had to be excellent to break through and who died. Yes, literally. Doing it. Like yeah. died in some facet or the, some Some aspect of yes. killed them. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So yeah. I don't, I want to maintain, like you said, my soul and my sanity. And I have to, yeah, I have to just reckon with. Because let me tell you something, this third season, y'all leveled up this <laughs> third season. I, whatever it felt like making it, you know, I already dug the show, but y'all took it to places I didn't really know. Honestly, like you, I, I was surprised this season. I would, like the storyline surprised me, the places that your character went, like just the little, those little, I noticed those little changes y'all were making. Thank you, man. And it was not, I know that's not easy on a TV show. Mm -mm. It's not easy, especially when people get used to the way things are. Yes, that was and a it, concern. And I think that the third season is always that kind of precarious season because if you manage to like hit a home run freshman and sophomore year, which mm -hmm. y'all did, that third season can get a little lazy. Right. Or that can kind of be the start of your show. Like, you know. That's so true. Sex in the City is that is the, the, the example. Like right. that show becomes the show we all love in the third yeah. season. Um, but there's some shows that are only good for one or two seasons. I was talking about that. Are there any shows that in the last five years, I don't want to put you on blast. Oh, no, no. But are there any shows You've maintained for five or six seasons. Mad Men was the last time. Really? So other shows, for the most part, you've fallen off when? Third, fourth season, mm -hmm. second season? Yeah, third or fourth season, yeah. There's some shows that I actually love. Like Better Call Saul is a show that I love uh -huh. that I'm two seasons behind on, and I know yeah. that I'll catch up. I'm eventually. the same way with like Game of Thrones. Like yeah. I'm always a season behind on Game of Thrones. Like always. <laughs> I like, don't know I, how I, you manage to avoid. I toilet. always try to catch up too, like right before the new season hits, and yet and still, I think it's because of our production cycle. Oh. I'm always working, and so I miss the spoilers. I miss the conversation. I'm also barely on social media these days, so like I really yeah. can avoid all of that and just kind of watch it. I, I uh, Handmaid's Tale, like I, I, I watch seen that yet. way after the fact like uh better call Saul Breaking Bad all the dramas I, I it takes me a while to watch them but are there do you have time to watch anything up to the minute or is there anything you make 
time to watch. Like Bojack Horseman is one of those things where I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I watch this uh-huh. every time it's on. Big Mouth. Okay. <laughs> for sure. And Rick and Morty. Okay. Are my shit. Okay. I can watch them at any time. Because and you've stayed season, from season, season one to season. To, yes. Okay. Um, because they are hilarious, and some, if you want it to be smart, you can watch it that way. If you want it to be dumb, you can watch it that mm. way. The other thing that I watch the moment it airs is RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, my God. It is the best. Reality television doesn't count because that's so easy it, to just but watch. But that show, though, is the best. I've heard. Shout out to RuPaul. Shout out to RuPaul. And, yeah, you know what? Emmy Award winning. The Housewives. I do them RuPaul. immediately. <laughs> like, I can't. won't skip a beat. Like, will not let... A minute past. Are like, you I gotta kidding? know it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm a yeah. Mm-hmm. Which Atlanta. One? Atlanta, of course. New York, Beverly Hills. Wow. And Potomac. You watch the entire franchise? Oh, Jersey. Oh, you don't watch Jersey. We, I, Jersey and Dallas. I don't. There's do. a Dallas. There's a Dallas bitch. And there's a Melbourne. I don't do. There's a few. I feel like I'm praying that there are other ones I don't do because I don't want to believe that I watch all of them. But yeah, I watch those very religiously. Do you watch the watch what happens afterwards too? Sometimes Rick, my boo Rick, be watching Andy, but I, I I'll miss it sometimes. I can't. I can't do it. It's too much. It's too much. It's and then I actually feel like I'm wasting my time. I'm like, this didn't inspire me. No, that's yeah. That's you get nothing from <laughs> you it. Like you just like, like you, at least watching television, I can be like, oh, I love what they did here. Yeah, Let me no. think. But you know what, though? Honestly, I'll spend all day working on a show about race relations and, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? And, like, like really trying to dig every, like, human nuance and it's a human condition. I don't want to be enriched when I get home sometimes. I get that. Like, sometimes when I go home, I want to be the opposite of enriched. I want you to take some of the enrichment away from me because I've been steeping in it all day. Was there ever a point, do you remember there was this period when we were, like, sick of reality television yes. like sick of yes. black women being per- portrayed yes. in a certain way yes. and then now that we have all this content we have all these creators now there's like a new appreciation for it. like even seeing how new york has uh-huh. come back yes. and been like this tiffany polar new york yes yes the, yes for, for the please, white people listening. for the people who don't recognize <laughs> um like to see her become this figure and to see even tanisha from bad girls club who i love mm-hmm. like be like i I, I think it's because when we make it that I think because some of us are recognizing that there really is uh, art form is maybe a strong word, but there is a craft adjacent thing to it where it's like New York didn't become New York just because mm. she was the loudest and like no she crafted a persona and she knows how to do reality TV well like there's some housewives like Nene Leaks right mm-hmm. the reason she's Nene Leaks is because she does being a housewife really well mm-hmm. and that is a thing like mm-hmm. the reason i love that franchise is because it's almost like wrestling it's like you know it's fake interesting yeah like and even the women know it's like they'll they'll be like yeah we're taping together that's how mm-hmm. they talk about it mm-hmm. but the the interactions that happen with them are real and they're really happening in front of your eyes but like the the situation is fake. Like right. they, they wouldn't normally throw a right. party or mm-hmm. have you physically come over to talk about some mm-hmm. some minute detail. Like that wouldn't actually happen. But but they know that when they're there and the camera is on them, some of them know how to play it, and some of them don't. And some of them don't know that they're even playing. Some of them think it's real. Yeah, I really feel bad for them. And that's what I like to watch. It's like you know, oh look at her, she's crafting a scene, and oh look at her trying to like work her like beauty line into this. And, it's so twisted, oh, <laughs> right? And, oh, and, oh, oh is she really mad? She don't know this is fake. Like that's how I watch the show. <laughs>
<laughs> you watch the show to laugh at them. Period. It's like competitive. To me, it's like comp- It's like competition reality because they're all competing for camera time. Like some of them That's know exhausting. the sweet spot. It is, girl, That's but it's not our lives. Exa- That's the fun I know, part. <laughs> I know. Well, actually, I'm doing. I'm here because I want to promote my reality mm-hmm, show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Justin's in it. First of all, our my reality show would be boring as hell because as we Same. already discussed, I would be sitting at a computer building fictional cities <laughs> named after myself Same. till sundown. Same. I have probably... <laughs> I'm a, I love a good house party, though. So yeah. if I had a reality show, it would have to be crafted like once a month yeah. or once every two months that around like cute. a... You know? That would be cute, actually. I would watch and come to the house party. All right, y'all. I know it's good, but we'll be right back after a short break. Thank you for listening to this KCRW podcast. In case you don't know us, KCRW is public radio in Los Angeles, bringing the best of NPR to Southern California. We're also known for our own brand of bold and innovative programming, evocative storytelling, taste-making music, and audio documentaries that are little movies for your ears. You can join our community to support this show and others, or make a one-time donation just to say thank you. Find out more at kcrw.com join. Issa, what is making you mad right now? Like, you know, this is, this is a show about, like, Don't At Me is all about getting to finally talk about the things that you normally don't get to talk about on interview shows. Like, it could be industry, it could be music, it could be whatever. Like, what's, like, what are you ranting about these days? Like, what's pissing you off? What's pissing me off right now, at this very moment... Is the lack of food for you. For sure, that's okay. always pissing okay. me off. Would um, you like some of my Starbucks oatmeal? They put craisins no, in it for some reason. No, didn't you eat all of it? I did. I had a couple bites because <laughs> no. I felt like I'm like eating in front of Issa like mid-conversation. Like, let me calm No, down. I really appreciate it. It actually brought me training. comfort. Oh, It did. It okay, did. great. I'll finish this then. What were you going to say? <laughs> I guess I'm pissed off about... I guess personally, I'm pissed off about the burden of representation. Ooh, talk to it. The burden to have to do all as a black mm, creator mm-hmm, to... Mm-hmm tackle every aspect to of the diaspora of the diaspora mm-hmm. without room for experimentation or failure yeah or just simple curiosity i know? feel that and i i think across the board and seeing so many of my peers and seeing my work there's a rush often mm. To eat, put us in a category, as yeah. if you know, you know, and mm-hmm. and that's there's that that's frustrating. That's something that I'm kind of dealing with across the board with black work and black art. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because, like, you know, uh, we talked about the. I'm sure you know about the Wesley Morris. Uh, oh yeah, yeah yes, article or whatever. Yes. And uh, it's funny because y'all are arguing the same point in different ways. Which I know, is, is, which is hilarious. But it's like you know, he has some shade for the show. Somebody couldn't take it or whatever. And then they got into this fight about like, can we even talk about? 
insecure in this manner when it means so much to people. You could talk about whatever the fuck you want. And that's what I love about what you're saying. And I knew that that's how I felt <laughs> in my heart. That's how you felt about it. Because it was like, I mean, I, listen, Dear White People gets all kind of crazy ass things. Like, do you know how many articles are named The Problem with Dear White People, oh though? God. Or like, why dear, like, from a black person, why Dear White People is actually racist, though? Because, you know, it's oh like, we, there's a bit of a cottage industry around our shows politically commenting on the shows and politically commenting on what the shows are doing in the world, regardless of the art or the story or how much you enjoyed it right. or any of that. Right. It's just like, is it right for no right. one to have condoms or whatever it may yeah. be? Yeah. And it's you just know. like, let a bitch live. Let and I think live. that's my, that's don't at me, let a bitch live. I think that's where we're getting to though. You know, it's gotta be more of us, of, you know. And that's what's at least happening, but I was naive in coming, I, I think with the, start, in starting the show and feeling like, oh, Nobody's going, like, there's so much, like, Ava out here, Justin out here, Lena out here, like, everybody, Donald out here. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be so much, so no one will foolishly think that, like, a show about black women has to represent all oh, black girl. women. Oh, girl, yeah. Uh -huh. And I was naive. I was Welcome like, people. Welcome to America. <laughs> okay. Um, well, this is the thing, because we put our hopes and dreams on our celebrities. Like, but when we see a black there's person so many shunt, celebrities. I know, but when we see, like, but see, that's the thing. There's so many of us that haven't been represented forever. So you put a show in the air that's an authentic take on black women. Well, then all the women who have not had an authentic take on their version of right. black womenhood are mad. Which <laughs> I can't it's be. It's not your, it's not theirs because they've been waiting for theirs for so long. And that part of it is justified. Like, we all been waiting. Well, you know what? This is how I calm myself down is because I was that bitch. Like yeah, five, I was six, too. Five, seven years ago. I was too. Going in on any movie that I felt or any television show that I felt like did I not accurate. It's like, why is this always the 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 section of blackness that's represented mm -hmm. in mainstream media. Like why is it and talking my shit online and making blog posts and not really taking the time to just be like this person probably had their own like this person had to go through length to, to, to even get, break to get, get into the door. And so the fuck what that's the story they wanted to yeah. tell. And it's also not like possible. Like it's not only is it not your job to tell everybody's story, yeah. but it's like it's actually not possible. Yeah. Like, once you start down a certain road, like, there are factors that control the show that comes out right. that are literally not changeable. <laughs> like, you can't change the, like, amount of money or time or sometimes, like, even, like, the casting process. Like, you just, you only have so much control yeah. over every detail of a thing. And it, even if you wanted to do something that spoke to everybody, like, it wouldn't be possible within the structure. That's the real shit. But yet and still, y'all be expecting it. So we're going to keep trying. But I think I'm that... I'm not going to try. You know, what, you know what makes me feel better about it, though, for real, is I'll read... I'll read James... I'll just read some James Baldwin. But also, like... I mean, they went through this... Every time there's yeah. been a renaissance, yep. they've gone through this. Yep, 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 Including yep, yep, the Harlem yep. Renaissance. Yep. Like, every it's single cyclical. time. It's like, black people are mad. Mm -hmm. White people are intrigued, but also mad. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just mm -hmm. like, it's a perfect storm every time one of us dares to, like, say something. So real. You know, but... I'm happy that you are taking some time and oh, taking some self care. Me too. Hello. Listen, we do need we need our Issa, honey. We need do her you? voice. We do. Okay. You know? So just because you said that, because of what we need, you're gonna have to just go ahead. And... <laughs> <laughs> you're so considerate, Justin. Thank you. I got to thank our producers Gina Delvac and Kara Hart, our production engineers Garrett Lang, Chuck Prevateri. Special thanks to Vishnu Vallabhaneni, head of programming Quinn O'Toole. Chris Bowers created our theme song. This is Don't At Me with Justin Simmons. <laughs>
If you like that, all the S's I added to my name, that is, please subscribe um, at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to leave a review. I want to hear from you. Eason wants to hear from you. Uh, I do. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another episode of Don't At Me from the one and only KCRW. Thank you, Issa. Thank you.